Hey everyone, you're listening to PR Hangover, a bi-weekly public relations podcast and talk show brought to you by Grand Valley State University's PRSSA chapter, and me, Courtney Fogel. Grab a cup of coffee and enjoy the show. Hi everyone, on today's episode we're going to be talking about sports PR. I have two guests here with me tonight, so we're going to do have a little bit of an insight from two different perspectives. Would you like to introduce yourselves? Yeah, my name is Aaron Saygraves, the Assistant Athletic Director um, at Cornerstone University. I oversee communications and all external relations. Okay. Uh, and I'm Casey Sullivan. I'm an Assistant Athletic Director for Digital Marketing and Branding here at Grand Valley State University. Okay. So, Aaron, what's your story? How did you get to where you are right now? Yeah, it's interesting. I, I, when I was growing up, uh, even going into college, I wanted to become the next Stuart Scott. Uh, I wanted to be going into like broadcasting and uh-huh. ESPN and on the camera and telling the athlete's story and things like that. But as I grew um, into my college life, I quickly learned that that wasn't really what I wanted to do. And plus, they never actually got the major finalized at Cornerstone for me to do that. Uh, I went to Cornerstone University, where I work still. Um, and kind of just turned into kind of behind the scenes guy. And yeah. I love the behind the scenes and the promotion. And uh, as I first started in the in the industry of athletic communications, we were very much sports information people and statistics and things like that. But now fast forward almost 20 years, uh, we're more marketing PR people, which mm-hmm. is what I absolutely love. Uh, just putting the name on Cornerstone and our student athletes and their teams and coaches, it's just an awesome thing to do. and. Uh, we're our own media now, yeah. and I think that's a big thing. That's cool. What about you, Casey? Yeah, so, um, you know, essentially I started, um, you know, my trek into the sports universe. Um, I would say back when I was at university, uh, I went to Central Michigan uh, for my bachelor's, um, and uh, essentially what, where that ended up taking me was a lot of a lot of my time there I worked within athletics okay. and worked um, also at the Great Lakes Loons in uh, Midland, Michigan, which is a uh, single A baseball affiliate of the Dodgers. Um, worked there for quite a bit, and then uh, after that was all said and done, college was all wrapped up. Um, ended up uh, meeting somebody down here uh, that was able to give me a full time job to start in digital signage, okay. uh, which is super boring. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, super boring. And um, essentially, it was um, you know, you know, you know, paid the bills, first job coming out of college. Um, you know, and I was really looking to have that itch to go back into, you know, what I felt like something that really has some passion and me behind what you do. Um, you know, a lot of the stuff I ended up doing felt like digital wallpaper. So um, coming back, uh, you know, in, in May here to start at Grand Valley was, you know, it's, it's been a crazy experience so far and it hasn't even been a year yet. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, it's, it's totally awesome. Um, and, you know, with Ferris this past weekend, I had, had just a blast just working. I bet, with. I bet. So, what's a day in the life doing sports PR? Mm. <laughs> uh, it's crazy, um, especially during the season. I mean, you go August. We're like teachers, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, August through May is just nuts. And really, for NCAA schools, you're going into the majority of May uh, with baseball and softball and track and field. We don't have as many of those at, at our level. Um, but really, when you look at it, probably the same for Casey, it is me, the summer months are all of our planning and our preparation, uh, which is then when the games get here, I think it's actually, I think it gets easier. Um, the summer months when you're just putting all the time into creating your plan and then making it work with your students, making it work with your full-time staff. 
Uh, I know Grand Valley probably has a little bit more full-time staff than we do at Cornerstone, so ours, our, our heavy hours are the summer months of just trying to get things ready because once we get in the season, it becomes very much information-related. Uh, but a day-to-day um, you know, look at what we do is just constantly trying to promote the teams we have. We have 18 teams at Cornerstone, uh, and since I did say like the first part was we are our own media and so a day in life is we're promoting those teams, those coaches, those student athletes as much as we can in any way we in, in any way we can. And ultimately, we're the re, the next recruiting thing or the next recruiting cycle for right. the next athlete that comes in. Uh, but more at Cornerstone, we're different. It's a it's a community that we're trying to bring in, not just athletics. Athletics is just a small piece of what makes the full student athlete at mm-hmm. Cornerstone. Um, and I think that's a big thing that we're focusing on the last couple of years is how we can share their story that's not just athletics and stats related. Because that's not who we are as people. Like you may be a basketball player, but you're a human and a, and a friend and a brother and a sister right. before you're a basketball player. Basketball is just what you do or baseball is just what you do. It's not who you are. I think that's an interesting point because a lot of people tend to idolize different athletes and don't realize that they're just a kid a lot of pressure gets put on them yeah when you look at what's happening right now in professional sports and these some of these i call them kids i call all the people kids even though they're like 40 now (laughs) um you know uh but these kids that made mistakes on social media um on the web on video interviews back 10 15 20 years ago now they're at the professional ranks and they're those things are being viewed negatively upon them like some mlb uh, pitchers have been really called out in the last few months here because of what they did on social media right. 10 years ago and so that's not who that's who they might have been but we also have a learning process and our goal as pr people is to help promote them as much as we can through the bad and the good mm-hmm. uh, there's going to be bad we're humans we make mistakes um but and that's, that's what I think is fun about the job, too. Like, yeah, you're going to have kids that make mistakes. You're going to have some teams that don't do as good as that they probably should have done. But um, we're still here to promote the school, most importantly. And at Cornerstone, we have a different thing because of our faith and, and living for Jesus Christ. And so that's just a completely different atmosphere that we have that other schools may not have. Mm-hmm. What about you, Casey? What's a day in the life? <sighs> Man, uh, day in the life? Yeah, well... Sometimes you don't even know what's going to happen. So um, a lot of it is, um, you know, feels reactionary. Uh, It really depends on, you know, the type of week that you're going to have. You know, for example, you know, with Ferris Week this past week, uh, it was just uh, intense, you know, go, go, go type situation for us. Um, So we ended up having a tweet that went viral uh, for us. and that was huge, and we ended up, you know, making a play on it by trying to do our own college game day type scenario here. Um, so we spent the whole week basically just trying to promote this, uh, you know, game day event, trying to get students out here. Um, ended up for us working fairly successfully to what we were wanting. Um, so, you know, and that's just you know one week out of the many right, <laughs> of yeah. the year, right? So. Um, I mean, a lot, a lot of the day-to-day, you know, is, um, you know, we, we check social media, see, you know, what type of feedback we're getting from either fans or students or student-athletes, um, you know, working with a student-athlete, uh, basically trying to uh, keep them uh, engaged, not with just their, their sport, but with their university. Um, a lot of the problems that we're experiencing here at GV is um, school spirit. So um, really trying to engage the student body um, has been very difficult for us and continues to be very difficult for for GB um, you know that's part of the reason why I ended up uh, being brought on here because I was a full digital person the person before me ended up 
being a, you know, was meant for design, mm -hmm. uh, for print, um, and ended up just kind of picking things up as he went along. So um, a lot of the stuff that I do um, is definitely regarding, you know, cr creation of graphics, uh, motion graphics, um, you know, social media strategies, things along those natures that um, continue to promote the student experience, um, but also engaging uh, fans that are also outside of the university, yeah. so like Grand Rapids area, um, Muskegon, you know, all that kind of thing. So who do you think your main target audiences are? Like prospective future players or the current student body or alumni? Uh, like, I mean, I'm sure you have multiple yeah. audiences. It, it, uh, for, for GB, it really depends on who you talk to. Um, so, so if you're talking, you know, I go over there and you talk to Matt Mitchell, he's going to tell you it's for the next guy coming in. So it's going to be the recruit, right? Um, so, yeah, there's an audience for the recruit. You also have to keep in mind that there's an, the audience for um, the student athletes' parents, the parents that are out there. Um, and then you're trying to get the general fan as well. Um, so those are all very difficult things, um, and it all breaks down to which social network too. So right. I mean, if you're trying to target, you know, what we do for Facebook would definitely be different for Twitter, exactly. be different for Instagram. So, um, and those are just the big three, right? Mm -hmm. So it's a, it's definitely a very broad audience for us. Um, I mean, and it's also a broad audience depending on the sport. Um, I, what we're seeing for you know some of our sports is very different for others. So. I mean, right now, women's basketball ha has an audience that actually comes to the game that trends the, that is actually trending to be a lot older, so like senior citizen crowd almost, which is very bizarre to me because <laughs> it's you know women's basketball. Yeah. But, um, so what you know versus when you're trying to look at you know say football and your target audience is you're trying to get the student and then basically the 24s to to 40 year mm -hmm. range, right? So it's all over the spectrum for us. Um, but you know, understanding the way that you communicate to that that audience is definitely what we're trying to focus on this next year yeah. while I'm here, because um, we're really trying to figure out. Um, GV's had a voice, but uh, the way that we use it hasn't really been defined yet. So, yeah, I would I would echo a lot of what he said. I know there's a lot of differences that we have, very different uh, from sport to sport, from coach to to campus community, one of the biggest things that we've learned this year that we're really focusing on is how do we reach our campus community specifically. Obviously, we don't have twenty-five to 30,000 students. We have 2,000 students. Mm -hmm. So it's a little bit easier for us at Cornerstone. Um, but we're also just trying to reach the general student that isn't a student athlete. Um, you know, we've got 400 student athletes on our campus and we have 25, 2,600 total students with graduate and and seminary students at Cornerstone, and that means there's about 2,000 that are not athletes. And so that's been our biggest audience that we're trying to reach because we feel that uh, in our context, it's that community, then that's the word that we use a lot on our campus is not just the community of people, but it's like, hey, we're an actual community of faith believers and, th and people like that that have a different purpose. And, and not, not saying that people at Grand Valley don't, but it's just that's been a big focus for us at Cornerstone. Yeah. And so we are doing things on our social media channels, our website, our broadcast, things like that that are directly focused on the non-student athlete. We're mm -hmm. interviewing students that have nothing to do with sports. Like we're interviewing a theater person in the middle of a volleyball game. We're, do, we're just doing random things to try to engage other people. We do photographs now. And it's kind of actually we get the idea a little bit from Grand Valley and a little bit from the Whitecaps of, 
when they're putting up photographs on their Facebook page and Instagram, it's not just the football player. It's not just the volleyball player. It's the fan that comes to the game. And the experience. It's like, the, you have to sell the experience. Yeah, it's the band member. It's the it's the, the dancer. People like that that just aren't the student athlete. Mm-hmm. And so that's been one of our biggest focuses this year, what audience that we're trying to reach because it's not normal. We're trying to go a little bit abnormal this year. But, again, what Kay said, I, we do all the same stuff, much lesser context. But it's all the same stuff. Yeah, makes sense. What does your team look like, Casey? Oh, gosh. Um, so uh, it, it depends on you know how you look at it. But as um, essentially I'm part of the external relations unit here at uh, GB. And essentially um, that comprises of you know my boss above me, Doug Lipinski. Um, and then underneath we have um, directly underneath is me. Um, I have Kelsey Penland, who is also sponsorships. Um, then underneath that is then you have a marketing director and David Weinkoop. Um, and then we kind of balance into this situation of uh, we have um, SIDs that we work with uh, very closely that essentially are, you know, they're right next to the student athletes. So we're, that's kind of where we get a lot of our information from. And then, um, you know, my team underneath me, I have a grad, um, you know, an intern, but essentially a grad student. Um, now who takes courses during the year um, he works underneath me and then I have you know a team of students underneath that that you know between um, five and ten or so that are um, part-time that work events and uh, mm-hmm. help you know in the office working on the graphics and things of that nature um, but yeah it's a uh, all of them are kind of a hodgepodge of you know what type of skills uh, skill sets that they have could be camera work could be a graphic designer um, this person might be really good at doing interviews, that kind of thing. Awesome. Cool. What about you? Where do I sign up to get all that help? <laughs> <laughs> Where do I sign? Um, no, we. Uh, I've actually been really fortunate. When I started, I was actually the first uh, full-time staff at Cornerstone in communications and marketing. We never had anybody at Cornerstone before my job was created uh, in that specific role as an assistant athletic director. And so... In those last four years since I've been back, and this will be my fifth year, we've actually developed a little bit of a department. Now I have a graduate assistant, which we didn't have, uh, and I have a what I call him, it's kind of a full-time student. He works as many hours as I'm legally allowed to work him, um, and that's essentially our staff. Now I have some student workers, like work-study students, things like that, but the biggest thing for us has been interns. Uh, we have interns from, I've had external interns, and I've had internal interns, and so uh, they have been so valuable, uh, especially in the digital world. Uh, that's what I rec- I'm recruiting people in the digital world that know how to do video, that know how to do graphics, that know how to do, because that's not one of my specialties. Um, I'm a big marketing person. I have a lot of big visionary ideas, but when you get to me on Photoshop and InDesign and Adobe and all that kind of stuff, that's just not my strength. And so I'm trying to find people that can come into our department to help me in those capacities. And our interns have just been incredible the last couple of years just to produce produce graphic uh, that we can put up on social media, that we can put up on our, our board, on our baseball field, things like that. Um, and they've been so good to us. And so I'm thankful for any kind of help that we can get. And a lot of it's volunteer, um, to cool. be honest. I just We don't have the budget to, to spend. And that's my other side of it. I do sponsorships and fundraising, and I'm trying to bring those dollars in that I can use those dollars 
uh, to hire out more help. Um, so it's just it's beginning. We're, again, we're probably in year two, maybe three of doing all that together as a team. And it's really starting to showcase. This fall, we've done a lot of different stuff that we weren't able to do a year or two years ago. And we're doing more. And we have plans to do more for basketball season and more for baseball season and, and so on. Yeah, that's nice. Mm -hmm. So you kind of talked a little bit about sponsorships. How do each of you communicate with stakeholders and donors? Because I'm sure that's a whole different communication tactic. Um, yeah, I'll go. I'll go first. Sure. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So it, you know, it really depends on, you know, in, in your situation, you're probably more directly with them than than I am. Um, you know, I'm in a situation right now where uh, our sponsorship person's on maternity leave, so okay. I'm kind of you know helping a little bit into that role. Um, but a lot of the communication I have is more on the creative end. So, I mean, for example, we're working with True Value on doing a couple like uh, video production spots with them. Um, but you know, understanding the you know the the logistics of getting to that shoot, um, you know, working with them as far as the finished product, the, the the actual idea behind their you know video production that they were hoping to achieve, um, you know, that aspect is more or less where I come in, um, coming up, kind of being the ideas man, I guess, a okay. little bit behind some of the promotions. Um, more or less a lot of the uh, the video side is kind of more my expertise um, same with like the graphics so um, okay. that, that's kind of more of uh, my speed versus yeah. uh, actually negotiating contracts and stuff like that okay. yeah I do a little bit of both um, I you know when I took over the sponsorship and fundraising part of our department it was more direct hands-on like I, that was that person there was nobody else that was going to do that so uh, the biggest thing that I've learned over the last couple of years is just developing better relationships. We don't have, we're, we're in the middle of Grand Rapids, and so we've got a ton of smaller schools that are around us fighting for the same sponsors. Mm -hmm. uh, we're Grand Valley, they might be, you, Allendale, hey, that's their that's their puppy. You know, they just eat alive Allendale because that's the whole city of Allendale, it's Grand Valley's campus, right? Um, and so a little bit easier from their standpoint to reach out to different businesses to generate more interest that way where we've, we've got to be a little more strategic about how we're developing relationships with people and how we can give them value at Cornerstone compared to a Calvin compared to a Davenport compared to Aquinas which are all within 15 minutes of each other because mm -hmm. they all all those businesses they want their business heard or seen or whatever it is how can we get them in a different more unique way and so I work with them directly um, setting up meetings actually for the next three months here as the end of the fiscal year comes in uh, for most businesses and they start planning out for 2019. So just trying to do that for the next three months, also while the busiest season of athletic communications goes in the beginning of basketball and the end of the fall sports. And so it becomes a balancing act, but I think it's it's something that I've learned to balance a little bit better over the last couple of years as I've learned that role. Um, but I enjoy it. I develop, I love just meeting with different people and just stopping by a coffee shop like Big V, that, that big sponsor of ours, or stopping by one of our car companies that's a, a big sponsor of ours. So just people like that and just stopping in to say hi. And that goes a long way in that next meeting um, of just that developing that relationship and continuing that relationship. Mm -hmm. Makes sense. Mm -hmm. Switching gears here, I was just thinking about at the Grand Valley football game how you have the – um, is water wet that the football players talk about <laughs> and I thought it was hilarious and I noticed the people around me also thought it was hilarious so how do how does technology and how does like having video content of the players 
during breaks, how does that play a role in like what you do? Yeah, so yeah, is water wet? Yeah, <laughs> it, it was um, actually the the inspiration behind that one was more or less um, we were having an office debate a couple of days before we had our me- our media day. You know, because uh-huh. you know, is water actually wet, or is the act of getting you know, is water just the act of getting wet? You know, whatever. Yeah, yeah it, it, it's a huge thing. But, um, you know, being able to, you know, look at, uh, for, for that type of content piece in particular, get to know your Lakers is, is mm-hmm. the sponsor or is the spot and sponsored by Enclave um, is um, essentially understanding what can drive good content um, and, uh, what what's better than a little bit of controversy so right. and with the question like is water wet you know that that ended up getting a lot out of our student athletes um, and that was you know just a, a good situation for us um, ended up paying off well we also had another good question with um, you know understanding that you know our football guys they, they've been around each other for a while they understand each other um, so getting them engaged with these questions you know we had another one with like uh, what's what's the weirdest phobia you got and we had a guy that's scared <laughs> of squirrels so um and we we play that against uh oh gosh i think that was uh, at our homecoming game maybe i'm not sure but um yeah so we, you know understanding like you know you have about 10 of your guys coming up here and saying hey this guy's scared of squirrels and it's like well now i gotta show him defending himself why is he scared of squirrels right <laughs> so um you know understanding that that content is um, it, it's going to be fairly universal, whereas if you're looking to, you know, target something that's more like towards uh, the younger audience, it might have been something like, hey, give me your best Fortnite dance or, you know, right. something like that, um, where that's going to, you know, people would understand, oh, well, it's a Fortnite emote, but in reality, to older folks, maybe that might be that's just these guys doing some honey dances or mm-hmm. something like that. So um, kind of understanding that, you know, where comedy comes in a little bit to play, um, knowing what actually strikes a chord with people um you know it's always gonna be hit or miss but um it's you know something that i don't think we've had you know at football games in a while um from my understanding so you know actually having good content is you know definitely key to 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 peaking interest in your audience definitely so you touched on media day and i'm sure you guys have media day as well let's talk about that a little bit and maybe the importance behind it and what all goes into making sure that you get everything that you need. Yeah. Um, ours kind of is twofold. One, to get great content all at the same time. Two, to provide a great experience for our student-athletes. Um, we don't have the big video boards, and we're not an ESPN and things like that. And so we just want them to feel like, hey, this is, this is a big spotlight for them. Mm-hmm. And they're watching Duke men's basketball or they're watching Alabama football and they're seeing all these big media days for them. Like we want them to have that because this is the, the big stage. And I think that's even, I'm not stealing anything from Grand Valley. I think they've actually like, used that. And I see it on billboards, like the big stage, big game, big stage, whatever it is. I can't, mm-hmm. I, Doug LaPence going to kill me if he hears that. <laughs> he, he, he knows that I should know that. Um, but in the same context, we use that as like, that's kind of their, their celebrity status if they want to go that route. We do different games. We do the spotlights with the big lights. And we, we, have some, we just have a ton of fun for it. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's one. And the other, the other way we do it is just it, it allows us to generate all this different content, whether it's video, whether it's pictures, whether it's uh, words that they use. We do a lot of, uh, like in our, um, a lot of our Twitter posts, like, why did you come to Cornerstone? 
or what is NEI is known for its five core values, integrity, sportsmanship, servant leadership. What do those mean to you? And they actually write out an answer for us, and then we use them in their graphic. Because our goal in, in promoting our student athletes is, again, going back to it's not just the athlete. It's, it's a student. It's a person. Um, what, what is their story away from the playing field? And that allows us that time of media day to generate a lot of those ideas. And sometimes when they start talking, it's like, ooh, well, let's focus more on that story. Like he just said something that just caught my And as a PR person, we don't actively look for those things, but whenever they come up, we dive into them full, you know, full body. Like we get into them. So if there's a person that has a family member that's battling a disease and they dedicate their season to them, we want it. We want that. Like. I don't want that, but I do want that. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Uh, we don't want that to happen to anybody, but it's a it's a story that we can share that shows the human side of being a student athlete. And so uh, Media Day just allows us to have those moments with our kids. Yeah, so for, for us, you know, you know, piggyback a little bit off of that, I mean, a lot of it is for um, the student. It's the student experience. Um, not all these kids get to go to university not and then on top of that not all of them get to go to a university that has these type of experiences for them Um, so you know whether that's a you know students end up going to a university that's uh, a lot smaller or you know end up just going trade schools or community colleges that they end up not playing for these sports Um, you know really actually having these opportunities for the student is is huge Um, they look at it as you know that yeah like you said claim claim to fame essentially this is this is for them this is their moment um, you know and that you know that being said they have um, you know for us you know in, in the background it's hey we have now we have this awesome green screen footage we can work with having them you know flexing or doing these awesome poses and we can put that in social media posts um, use it in whatever outlet we want to use um, to essentially keep promoting them um, and that's that's big for them uh, they love it they should they Almost every day after a media day, they're you know DMing our photographer on Instagram asking for the pictures because uh-huh. they just want it so much. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, we just had uh, like a short little basketball media day for internal for us the other day, and same thing. They're like, "Hey, can we get that right now?" You know, so mm-hmm. the, so they really they really love it. Um, um, some are you know more into it than others, but um, you know a lot of them just really look and you know really like to have fun. Um, that's essentially what it boils down to. And then for us, it's just part of our job to help mm-hmm. bring out the student-athlete experience. Cool. So our final question tonight is, do you have any advice for somebody that wants to go into sports PR? <laughs> I can go. Um, yeah, yeah, go for it. I would say get started early. Um, I, there's so many different avenues now than what we had when I was in school 20 years ago. Um, Social media obviously is huge. There, it's amazing to think when I was in college, there was no Facebook, there was no Twitter, there was no Instagram, like nothing. It's incredible to think about that because that's such a daily part of what we do. Mm-hmm. Um, but and it's ever changing. So the more you can learn at a younger age, the better it's going to help you. Um, and then the the second thing I would say is the relationships that you can build with people that are already in the industry is so big. Um, I know you and I were talking about it before. Uh, I, I wish I had something like that when I was in school of just, uh, uh, you know, a group, a student group, uh, outside group, whatever that might be, of just getting to know people and why they do what they do. Uh, we all see the glamour and the lights, and we all think that that's really easy. 
at the same time, it, it's not. Uh, it's not as easy as what it seems to be, and I'm still learning on a day-to-day basis. I, I love learning from other people. I love, I've learned some things here tonight of what they do at Grand Valley, of things that might be different than what I thought they might do. Mm-hmm. Uh, I love talking with Doug Bipinski every time I see him, just in how he does things on a different scale than what we're not, we can't be Grand Valley, we can't. And so, um, I, but I'm gonna take every bits and piece that I can of learning from him and how to do it. And that's the same thing that as a young person can do as well. Just take different advice from different people all over, whether it's the biggest of stage in professional sports or whether it's the smallest stage at the smallest little school of 55 people. You know, it's just, and high schools are doing things now that have never been done before in their media and digital world. Um, get involved as young as you can. Yeah, cool. What about you? Yeah, um, yeah I'm a big believer in uh, working. So if you got to put in, if you don't put in, you know, any type of effort, you're not going to get anything out of it. So, um, you know, when I was young, I, you know, I, I interned and, um, you know, I ended up, you know, getting paid very minuscule amounts of money to do these jobs. But then that gave me experience. They gave me connections. They gave me a lot of opportunities uh, and that ended up paying off down the road, in my opinion. Um, so when you really are looking at you know, in, in the university realm, if you're a college student, you know, you should be going out, reaching out to your university departments to try and figure out what you want to do, because it is good experience. Uh, and even if you want to take that experience and take it somewhere else, that's totally fine. A lot of it's applicable at other places. Um, I mean, I, I came from private industry over the past four years to come back to the university life. Um, and that experience has taught me a lot <laughs> to come back here. So. Um, that's huge, uh, you know, and I, and I couldn't recommend that enough for, you know, for the student experience to, to go out and do stuff. Even if it means doesn't getting paid, you know, right away, you getting that, those hours in, you know, you will get something out of it. Whether it's, you know, you, you made a graphic that you can now have for your portfolio. If you have a video piece, you have that as your own now. Um, and you're able to showcase that. It's real work. You did it for a university. It's something that you can have. It's tangible. People look at it. People see it. Um, yeah, it's just uh, it's just huge. I couldn't recommend it enough to um, to to any other student. You know. Awesome. Well, thank you both for for joining me today, and thank you for kind of doing this little rogue here. We're doing two different people at the same time, but I think that we learned a lot, and I'm really excited. So thank you. Awesome. Thank you. Thanks for listening. Follow us on Twitter at GV underscore PRSSA. And check out the show notes for this episode on GVPRSSA.com.